Hi again, all. Hello. Welcome back to the weekly edition of Verging on Stupid. Overdue weekly edition. Yeah, long overdue edition. Uh, this week's episode is affectionately named Week Zero, Ground Zero, for reasons that will be coming apparent shortly. Yeah, very apparent. So let's jump into the rest of Jim's life. So we wanted to apologise for not releasing an episode in the last couple of weeks. Uh, that is because I have been very busy. Andy, not so much. Um, uh, I've been pretty busy. Okay. It's due to the fact that my daughter Penelope was born on the 29th of May, um, on a Friday, weighing £6.15, ounces, and she arrived at 25 past four. So she's been with us now for a little while and had a bit of lack of sleep. Don't know what day it is. Don't know what time it is. Keep forgetting who I am. You actually do sound a little bit delirious. Yeah, it's... You sound pissed. Well, yeah, the alcohol is helping me get through this. Oh, right, you've actually been drinking still as well. (laughs) I've had the the, the odd couple just to help me sleep at night. Jesus. Yeah, at night we get maybe... Three hours, if we're lucky, between feeds. So you never really go to sleep properly because you know you're getting woken up pretty soon. But regardless of that, she's amazing. Dead happy she's here. Um, Couldn't have asked for anything bad. Labour was perfect. Well, for me, Shannon probably didn't enjoy it as much as I did. But she has said, she has said she can see why people have more kids because she... Enjoyed it, were her words. Enjoyed. Oh, that's a strange choice of words. Yeah, I thought that. But yeah, she said she enjoyed it and it went fairly quickly. How, how long was it start to finish? Well, uh, we think we can sort of remember that the first contractions, she did get first tiny contractions at like four in the morning or something, but she was managed to sleep through those. Uh, and then the proper contractions started up at 10 a.m., at which point I was sat editing the podcast that was supposed to go out (laughs) the weekend that Penny arrived. And obviously uh, it didn't because she came and didn't get time to finish it. And now Um, you'll you'll never hear that episode either. That's lost to the the universe. Yeah, it's gone. Um, So, yeah, so about 10 o'clock in the morning, uh, then we went to the hospital for around about 2 o'clock in the afternoon. um, And... Yeah, and she arrived at 25 past four, so... So, six and a half hours. All done and dusted within a day. Yeah, pretty, pretty good, pretty fortunate timing, really, as well. Mind you, did, you, did Shannon have to stay in overnight still anyway? Yeah, well, because it's the first, if you not normally, if it's your first child, they advise you to stay in to make sure that you're breastfeeding okay if you are breastfeeding, um, and just to make sure that you know what you're doing, really, I think. So she stayed in, and then I think we came home at three o'clock the next day. I went from the full day the next day, and then came home at three. Then we had a had a home and sat there and looked at each other and went, "Holy shit, what do we do with this?" <laughs> now we are um, responsible for a living, breathing human. Yes, I still today pinch myself wondering why someone allowed me to take a human home and be. <laughs> 
be the person that has to look after it. Did they, did you get ID'd on the way out or anything? <laughs> did you, well, we haven't even registered it yet because obviously all the town halls. In fact, we've got a uh, an appointment on Friday to go and get her registered. So at the moment, she doesn't exist. Um, she does. Well, she does, but not. She hasn't got a birth certificate or anything. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, so, do you know when you actually went in to yeah. the hospital? Did you have to get sprayed down and stuff, or is it? Because I'm still thinking that even though lockdown's coming to an end, our time is probably going to still be or towards the tail end of it when they're still being extra cautious. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't as bad as you would thought, as they made it seem like it'd be. Uh, we did get told that you're only allowed one birthing partner. Yeah. So Shannon did want her mum. To be there as well, so have both of us there. But um, she obviously she couldn't, couldn't couldn't come in, so it was just one. Uh, when we got there, Shannon went up and had an examination. So they examine how far gone you are and if you how close you are to being in labour, whether you get sent back home or they get you get put in a waiting room somewhere while while you wait and um, get further along. But luckily, Shannon was eight centimetres when we got there, which means. At ten centimeters, you start pushing, so it was very close to 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 get to the get going. Um, but when we got there, yeah, she had an examination. I had to go and sit in the car because she wasn't. I wasn't allowed in there whilst she was having the examination. I think right. I was in the car for about an hour, and then Shannon texted me and said, "Oh, I'm going over to going to a like a birthing room. You can come up." So I had to bring the bags up, and within I think we worked it out within. About half an hour of me being out of the car, Shannon was pretty much pushing. Oh dear. What was the walk like from car to birthing room? Fast. Fast. <laughs> brisk. <laughs> it was a very, uh, it was a panicked, brisk, sort of got to get there in case I miss anything. Um, but yeah, it was all sort of, it's all sort of a blur in a good way and a bad way. A good way that at the time you sort of just, do what you got to do, get on with it, don't really think about what's going on. But it's actually quite nice to remember it because actually, to me, it wasn't a distressing experience and obviously Shannon says she enjoyed it, so obviously she, at the time it's not nice, but after it you sort of get this baby and you think, shit, we did that. Um, so it is, it's quite a nice, well, she did that. Uh, quite a nice experience. Oh, let's not take away your fifteen seconds hard work. Uh, I did, we didn't do it twice. <laughs> I was account for ten seconds of cuddling in there. Um, but yeah, no, it was uh, actually quite a nice experience. And once you're in the hospital, you you don't really realise that there's anything going on. All the, obviously, all the doctors, nurses, midwives have got um, masks on, and yeah. Stuff like that, but apart from that, it's probably a similar experience to what anyone else gets in normal time. So nothing to worry about in my eyes. Fair enough. Um, did you go down the business end? Absolutely not. No. Oh, mind you, I guess you can't do that in a water birth, can you? Unless you've got like a snorkel set with you. <laughs> well, it's funny actually, because without going too much into detail, uh, the midwives use a mirror underwater <laughs> so they can see what's going on. Uh, and she does just leave that mirror on the bottom of the birthing pool. <laughs> so if you glance at this mirror, you do get an eyeful. <laughs> so 
But yeah, no, I stayed head end. Um, Shannon was sort of leaning over the edge of the pool and she was fine when she wasn't pushing. So she sort of relax and just take a breather and stuff. And then as soon as I could feel, see it in her face that she was about to push again, I got down on my knees and she just throttled me around the throat, just <laughs> grabbed, my, grabbed my T-shirt and just pulled me in and just screamed at me. So <laughs> I just, every time I saw a, a, a push coming on, I just uh, assumed the position and got ready to be strangled, which was fine by me, to be fair. Um, but yeah, she was in, because obviously we had a water birth, so she was in the pool for about 40 minutes, I think, before uh, Penelope arrived, so not long at all, really. Fair enough. Just gas and air as well, hats off to her. Did you have any? I didn't, no. Oh. No, I was just there sipping on um, some energy drinks just to... Uh, yeah, for all that energy you needed. Yeah, for all that 40 minutes of hard work that I did. Yeah, hard work, getting throttled for 40 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Um, did you cut the umbilical cord? So everyone's asked me this, and no, I didn't. And the only reason being is that that seems like a very medical thing to do, to cut a baby away from its mother. Yeah. And I feel like there's a medical professional in the room. I'll just leave it to them. Yeah, I was uh, I was talking to one of my mates at work actually, and, and he did cut his kid some umbilical cord, and the way that he described it to me was like trying to cut through like the most grisly steak you've ever had with a butter mm. knife. So I can see why you thought it might have been a little bit daunting. Yeah, well, I just don't know. I'm not great with that stuff anyway, and what umbilical no. cords? Well, just blood and. Stuff that shouldn't be outside of the body. <laughs> Even afterwards, like after they cut the umbilical cord, she got cleaned up and then got passed to me. So I had hold of Penny, skin to skin, and then Shannon had to get out of the pool. Oh, so you were topless. Uh, well, she, the midwife, come legging it over over to me with Penny in her arms. She was like, "Lift your top up." I was like, "Oh, hey up." <laughs> so I lifted, <laughs> I lifted my top up, but it kept falling down. It was quite a heavy top. I think it was a, a heavy polo or something, and it kept falling down. And she was like, "No, no, you need to like hug it like skin on skin." So I was like, "Right, okay." So I did take it off in the end. <laughs> but it was just like she come running at me, lift your top up. I was like, "Whoa!" Was he, were you warned there. that you had to literally do skin to skin? No, we knew about it. We did know about it, but I didn't think it was that soon after. But I guess that what they do is literally give you the baby skin on skin, and you, yeah, they advise that for a good hour or so after giving birth. Really? To which point that we'd, we'd just, Shannon just had Penny. She was in, on now on the bed, and the midwives just disappeared for two hours. <laughs> we were just sat there like, <laughs> What Are we supposed fuck? to, uh, what's going on here? And then Shannon tried breastfeeding and that went all fine. So it was all very surreal, very quickly. Uh, but she was just sat there sleeping and she's pretty much slept since. Fair enough. Hmm. Um, did you eat the placenta? <laughs> No, I'm got yeah. I kind of knew because seeing as you just said that you don't agree with any bodily fluids being outside the body. Yeah, well, you don't do it there and then anyway. And I think even if I wanted to, we probably still wouldn't get it back. Yeah, it gets sent off and then gets either turned into a smoothie or turned into tablets. 
Really? I thought it was like a there and then, kind of like juice bar in no, there. No, <laughs> a company takes it and they do all the heavy lifting and then deliver it back to you. I did not know that. I genuinely yeah. thought they just put like some fruit in a smoothie maker and chucked a bit in. No, I think you have to. I think you have to fill in some forms pre-birth and organize it all, and then the hospital send it off to them, and you get it back within oh. a week or so. Well, I, I have already said this to Zoe. Zoe is offended by it, but I want to do it. Well. Apparently the smoothie is like ninety five percent fruit, and then there's five percent of it in there, so you don't even notice. Just like a fruit smoothie. Yeah, that's and then what the I tablets. Said tablets are just like normal, like vitamin tablets. I think that you just take, and all the stuff from there is in the tablet. So mm. I don't think it's as bad as people make out. Yeah, but I still don't like the idea of it. <laughs> well, I do. <laughs> I want you to crack on. <laughs> uh, how, how awkward did you feel holding her? Because this is one of the things that I'm really worried about. Strangest thing, uh, because it's your own. I've been throwing her around like a rag doll and not worried at all. You just don't. As soon as you get her in your arms, you're just like, I know what to do. Like you know how to hold her. You know how she's comfortable. You know how you're comfortable. Um, and you see the midwives just throwing them about. And the, when we were in the hospital the day after, the midwife and came did like a physical check of her and stuff. Yeah. She was just prodding everywhere and pulling her arms and just being proper rough with her. Obviously, she didn't like it, but you're not going to hurt them. Do you know what I mean? They're actually quite tough little things. And as soon as you do get hold of her, you're just like, yeah, I'm fine with this. But I do remember holding other people's kids for the first time and you're just so gentle you don't want to hurt them you don't want to but I think the most it's more responsibility if it's somebody else's if it's your own and you I don't know you do you know what I mean it sounds like a, you just don't care no, <laughs> it does it does a bit doesn't it but no honestly you just sort of know and you don't it doesn't bother you at all and now because she's a little bit older and even though it's so soon it's still so much has changed in the last week or so that she's got bigger already. She's stretched out more because obviously when they're born, they're still quite scrunched up because they've been in the womb for nine months. Um, so she's now fully stretched out. Her eyes are wide open. So she's giving you that bit of feedback when she knows she's uncomfortable. Whereas if it's somebody else's, you don't really know that other person's baby. So you don't know how they like to be held. They don't yeah. know. Do you know what I mean? So actual paternal instincts kick in. Uh, yeah, I guess so. I guess it's it's it's... It's been hard for me more because you get to a point where you feel useless as a dad because Shannon's breastfeeding. So every time she gets hungry, which is mostly when she's awake, Shannon has to feed her. So I can have her while she's asleep, but she sleeps, so it's it's not difficult. So I think as a dad, it is quite hard to sort of, not bond, but to feel like you're making a difference. Do you know, does yeah. that make sense? Yeah, I know what you mean. You it's um waffle on a bit, but I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah, it is it is nice though. Like just if I take her in like four o'clock in the morning, I'll go and sit in the living room with her asleep, watching TV, and you just wouldn't want to be anywhere else. So as even if it is four o'clock in the morning and you're tired, you know that she's happy because she's asleep on you and she's just dead comfy. So you just don't want to be anywhere else. 
So it is, it is amazing. I don't know. So the, the the lack of sleep is definitely it. Just you just stop thinking about it because of how happy you are to have her. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, speaking of letting her lie and sleep on you, mm. um, I'm going to set the scene a little bit. Go on. And then you can continue with the story because mm-hmm. this happened very shortly after you you came home with Penny. Uh, we were on a Zoom meeting. Uh, with a couple of our friends, and mm. you said the the words pretty much to this word by word was, I don't know what everyone moans about. It's actually really easy. Yeah. You had Penny on your chest. Yeah. As you said it, she was asleep, farting away and doing stuff. And mm. do you want to take it from there? Because I think this is the best bit of karma anyone's ever going to get. Is this when she shit all over me? It is, yeah. Spoiler <laughs> alert. She shit all over him. <laughs> I forgot. I keep forgetting where. Yeah, what's happened? Well, yeah, she did shit all over me. But we found out the reason for that because um, he said that it was the easiest thing in the world. Possibly it was a massive chunk of karma. But yeah, no, we'd been noticing that because she's she was very tiny. She was six pound fifteen, which is just below average. It's still a good weight, but she's tiny. So like. All of the newborn clothes are still too big for her. Yeah. Um, the no, number one nappies that we had are a little bit, well, we thought were too big because we were dead sort of baggy and huge. Yeah. So we bought some size zero nappies and they looked like they fit really nice, but actually they were too small because they didn't hold anything. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why, yeah, that was all our fault because we'd put her in size zero nappies. So there was no room for anything to go. So it just kept leaking. <laughs> <laughs> and she'd leaked all over my white hoodie. Yeah, know, it was like a crisp white hoodie as well. Yeah, it was. <laughs> I wish it's come I'd... out though. I've had, I've had, yeah, had the hoodie on this afternoon. It's come out. It's fine. Don't worry about it. I don't think it. I could wear it after that. I would. Do. I think it's very water based, so <laughs> it does come out quite easy. I can't wait till she's a bit older, and I say, oh, when uh, when you were one week old, your dad made a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Shall listen to it. <laughs> things stay on the internet for quite a while, so that'd be quite interesting to uh, keep hold of all these episodes for her. Mortified. <laughs> Sorry, Penny. So, am I right in thinking that when we were um, our due date was around the time of you having your was it twenty weeks ago? Uh, yes, it was very close. I think it was maybe the day before, but me and Zoe didn't want to tell anyone. Until the following week. So you found out the sex? Yeah, we found out and we know. And we have publicised it to our friends and family. So uh, we are having a girl. Ooh, two girls. Two girls, yeah. So all of the past episodes where you've been saying, I hope it's a boy, I hope it's a boy, I hope it's a boy. Yeah, here's my bit of karma. Yeah. His, what was your reaction when you found out it was a girl? Obviously. Um, well, I wasn't allowed in the scan, so mm-hmm. I had to wait in the car again. So Zoe found out and brought the picture out and showed me the picture. And I was like looking at it. And I could, it's weird because the first scan picture that we had, I couldn't make heads or tails of anything. But this one was a bit more shaped, if that yep. makes sense. But the way that it was shaped, it looked as though 
I had the most well-hung boy baby in the world because <laughs> her knee was like up near her stomach a little bit. Right. And it looked like a massive schlong, but it, it wasn't. Uh, so she said, guess. So I said, well, is that what I think it is? And she just went, no, that's that's a leg. <laughs> that's a leg. I was like, oh, it's a girl. And, and she was like, yep. I was like, no, okay. <laughs> Well, okay, fair enough. So now you know it's a girl, you can obviously start to prepare, which is good fun. Yeah, well, we were always going to do the nursery neutral coloured anyways, like the walls and the furniture and stuff. So it's just a case of Jill like accessorising a bit girly now. Yeah, that's what we've done, really. I mean, we went to the hospital the other day uh, to do for a hearing exam, which they do in the hospital. But because she had that much mucus and stuff in her ears still, which is common, they yeah. couldn't do it. So we had to go back for another meeting, another appointment. Sorry, uh, the other day, and it took us two hours to leave the house, and we were still late. <laughs> it's just impossible to uh, to get anything done because we'd put her in the car seat. <clears throat> she was in an outfit that was very restrictive in terms of she couldn't straighten the legs out whilst yeah. she was in the, fastened up in the car seat. So we had to take her out and get her changed. As we were getting a change, she did a poo, so we had to change her nappy. <laughs> then I think we had to then change, obviously, our outfit to put her in the thing. And then, oh, yeah, then we were just, like, late. When we got to the hospital, they went, oh, don't worry. We're used to it. I said, oh, good. <laughs> but your, yeah, your life just um, it changes so much because you just stop, stop worrying about yourself and everything revolves around... Uh, your little, little cute as can be daughter that has a right set of lungs on her. <laughs> <laughs> Especially at three o'clock in the morning. Our neighbours must hate us. Well, there's nothing they can do about it. So. <laughs> there isn't, no. They can move. See ya. Uh, oh, one thing as well. Do you know, I, it might have been last episode or the one before that. I hit you with a fact about the world's heaviest baby being like twenty-two pounds, yeah. and we were struggling to like visualize what that looked like. That would have emptied the birthing pool, <laughs> like <a laughs> Moby Dick, <laughs> the Moby Dick of newborn babies. Uh, but yeah, so I couldn't get twenty-two pounds, but there was recently a nineteen-pound baby born. Through mm-hmm. natural birth as well, might I add. Um, and I have a picture of this baby, so I thought it'd be good to share it with you, just so you can have some. It's like three pounds off, but it's it's pretty close. Okay. And holy fuck! <laughs> this picture I'll put on Twitter. Well, yeah, I I encourage everyone to look at this and just think it isn't all bad. Okay. Well, I'll share it on Twitter after the fact on at Virgin Get Stupid. So, oh, Virgin Gone Stupid. Apologies. Uh, <laughs> and I'll send. I'll uh, yeah. I'll put it on there, and everyone can have a look at it. Uh, I've just sent it you. Let's have a look. Holy shit balls! <laughs> oh my god! It's like a. It's like a. <laughs> that is a full human. <laughs> oh it's, my god! It's like the arm rolls as well. It's like. That baby is ready to knock someone out. Oh my god! So can you imagine that baby 
holding three bags of sugar. And that's how big the world's heaviest baby was. Jesus. And that dad doesn't look especially tall, does he? Well, that could be the midwife, I suppose. Uh, no, that's the dad. Is it? Okay. That is that is horrendous. I mean, I the... mean, it's probably got size six feet already. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie when I say Penny is probably just as big as like the torso of that baby. <laughs> so yeah, there you go. You got you holy got shit. A bit of visual representation for it now. So even that umbilical cord looks as though it's the size of a python. What a beast. <laughs> Christ. I bet that. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. not nice. Natural birth. That poor woman. Mm. Right then, should we leave it there this week? Yeah, might as well. We've scared people enough as it is. Yeah. So don't forget to check out that picture over on Twitter at Burging on Stupid. Um, yeah, still can't get over that. I'm going to have to send that to Shannon now. That's horrendous. Um, yeah, so the obviously just a bit of an insight of uh, how Labour was, I suppose. And we got to find out the gender of Andy's baby, so congratulations to Andy. Thank you. Um, well, congratulations on a real baby. Yeah, well, hopefully now we've got into the swing of things, I'll be able to start dedicating some time to recording weekly again, which is fine. Yeah, don't slack. No, I think now we've sort of got into a routine and I can send Shannon in there for a bit and she can cope on her own. Uh, so, yeah, we'll definitely keep up the recordings for weekly now. Um, so, yeah, check back next week. Yeah, see you next week. Thank you very much. Goodbye. Bye.